Hello, I'm Debbie Osborne. I make my living as a lawyer, but what I do is raise other people's children. I've never had biological children, but through foster parenting and step parenting, I've collected seven children and ten grandchildren. I never intended to have to uh, to have a collection of children, but I found myself after law, after college working as a social worker slash probation officer in a metropolitan county outside Atlanta. To some extent, that job was just an extension of work that my family had done when I was growing up. My parents were always involved in the youth ministries at our church and in camping programs. And they had an affinity for children who were outside the norm, who didn't quite fit into the boxes. So I had that model of watching my parents work with those children and help them grow into functioning responsible adults. And when I graduated with a degree in education, it was a natural progression to work as a probation officer. Unfortunately, back then, we all thought that the runaways and school truants were the easy cases and that the difficult cases were the robberies or thefts or carjackings. So the powers that be decided to take all of the truancy cases and stick them in uh, one person's caseload, and that was me. Well, now we know that children don't just run away to join the circus. If they're running away from home or skipping school, it's an indication of much more serious problems. So it wasn't long before I just completely burned out. As I phrased it at the time, I just got tired of dipping out the ocean with a teaspoon. So I retreated to law school. I was looking for something that provided me with some intellectual stimulation and a completely different field of working. Of course, the irony is that, um, as as they say, man plans, God's, God laughs. Um, in my legal career, I have found my work with kids to be indispensable, and now my practice centers around serving the institutions of, that, that provide therapy, social work services, child care, camping, and residential placements for children. So all of my past experience co- com- coincided and combined with my law school degree and skills, and now I am helping the good people who used to do the job that I burned out of doing. After I got out of law school, I uh, worked for a while with a nonprofit organization and spent some time working as an emergency foster placement. The emergency placement meant that I only had kids for a short time. They were just placed there until the caseworker could find a more permanent placement for them. So I was not able to keep up with those kids. I was only able to help them for a limited time. And my job was very simple, just keep them safe and provide whatever 
warmth and support and compassion I could while they were there with me. My next job was um, one that took me to uh, federal court. I was a, a federal prosecutor on an Indian reservation where I prosecuted crimes against children and violent crimes and, and other such high felonies. While I was doing that job, I found a foster care agency. It was not run by the state, but they contracted with the state. It was a nonprofit group. And I worked with them for several years as a respite placement. My job was, was fairly demanding and took me out of town a lot, so we, we couldn't figure out how to make a long-term placement work, at least not, not at that time when I first started. But I could provide respite care for other permanent and long-term placements. So if the family had to travel for business, or in some cases they just needed a break from a very high-maintenance child, um, I would take the, ch- the child for the weekend or for another short period of time. That gave the family um, some respite and and a, a break from their responsibilities. But it also helped the child because it gave them a, a certain place to come to. They weren't just being shifted around like they um, had gotten used to in their foster care journey. So they were able to have a um, some structure and some stability in that respite placement. There were a couple of kids that were placed with me because the long-term family just was not able to serve their needs. The children just needed some some highly trained people and a lot more resources. But the agency used me as um, sort of an escape valve for the family so that um, by, by having a break on the weekend, we were able to buy some time for the agency to find a much better permanent placement and um, keep the child from from having any additional disruptions of just having to be moved from place to place to place. So after I did that for a few years, and and I really enjoyed it, um, I I enjoyed working with the kids while they were there with me. It was a a bit more long-term, and I was able to have a bit more of a relationship with those kids than than I had as an emergency foster parent. But even then, it was just part of the time, and I was not the long-term custodian that um, they had in their lives. So after a few years, the agency uh, had a, a couple of uh, teenage girls that they needed placed. Well, the girls lived with me at, at different times. They, they had a, a, a teenage girl that they wanted to place, and anyone who knows the foster care system knows that, that teenage girls are the most difficult kids to place. It's not hard to find foster families willing to take babies or cute younger kids but teenagers come with so many more years of trauma and difficulty and and girls particularly have a hard time 
manage much harder time than boys in general managing adolescence. So um, teenagers are a tough placement, and teenage girls are particularly tough. Because of my background and and my personality, I have just always worked better with older kids than younger kids. Um, when when my children have have had babies, I've told them I I. I am clueless. I can't help you. Um, if, if my husband has raised five kids, he can probably give you advice. But but all I can do is spend some time looking through an index for you. So um, I I don't know a lot, and I don't understand younger children. But but I understand teenagers. So the um, agency um, started placing um, or placed one teenage girl with me. And again, because of my job, I needed respite care, but the agency was able to, to find families that could provide that respite care for me so, so that I could balance my job and, and my home commitments. I was single during this time. Um, I it just had never found anyone that I wanted to marry, and um, I joke that I, I couldn't find a free weekend for it anyway. So I... Um, I'm very sympathetic to single parents because I, I have been there when I was the the only person who was there to share the load. Um, I had two two long term placements. The girls lived with me at different times, and then um, my career shifted, and and it came time to move back home to Atlanta. My um, two long-term daughters were adults, and we were able to stay in touch with each other as they moved into their adult lives. I um, met a man back home in Atlanta and fell in love and married him um, with his five children. Only two of them were at home. But I discovered that I knew much more than I realized about being a stepmother because I had made a lot of mistakes as a foster parent. So I was able to learn those lessons and establish a really strong bond with um, most of my, my husband's children and um, have, have put all of those into the book that I wrote called Raising Other People's Children. And it is the story of what foster parenting taught me about being a step-parent and what I learned about working with with blended kids, uh, I'm sorry, working with with kids who have suffered trauma, either as a foster child or or children who've suffered the, the more, unfortunately, normal trauma of divorce. And um, the joys that, that I have seen in in raising other people's children. It is the most challenging thing that I have ever done in my life, but it also is the most rewarding thing. And I cannot imagine my life without my kids and grandkids. And if I had it to do all over again, I would not change a thing. Knowing them and watching their resilience and watching them bounce back from all of the the troubles that they've had in their lives and helping them through those troubles has has transformed me in ways that I will never be able to explain or describe. And I also know that if if I can do this, 
with all of my failings, because I, I am not a patient person, I am not tactful, I'm rarely as kind as I should be, but that's okay. The kids loved me, and we were able to forge strong relationships, and um, if I can do it, then anyone can do it. And like I said, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.